I'm Kylie Camps, owner of The Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mum of twin boys and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better and live your best life. Welcome to episode number 21. Today I'll be speaking with you and sharing some of my top tips and I guess approaches for getting the job of your dreams or even if it's not the job of your dreams, just for getting the job. (laughs) I've shared my tips before when it comes to interviews over on social media and I had so much great feedback that I thought I would pop them into a podcast as well. That way you can refer back as needed because perhaps right now for your situation, these tips aren't relevant. So you might want to earmark this episode for later on when you may be returning back into the workforce after maternity leave or perhaps once you finish your studies or whatever it is. Now again, disclaimer, I am not an interviewing expert by any stretch of the imagination and I feel like I have to say this a lot. Perhaps I just need to stop with the disclaimers, but um, I will admit I think I'm pretty good at getting jobs and also nailing interviews. And there are a couple of things that I always do when it comes to interviews and I have done in the past. And I can say, hand on my heart, I have a 100% success rate when it comes to being interviewed and getting the job. And not just interviews and jobs, but also auditions growing up as well. I did a little bit of acting and some modeling jobs as well when I was much younger. And I guess some of those skills are transferable as well. It can be a really uncomfortable and confronting thing to sit down with a stranger or even if they're not a stranger, just to sit down across from someone and feel as though you need to put your best foot forward and I guess show up in a way that will allow the other person to see you as the right candidate, as the successful applicant for the position that they are interviewing you for it can be really daunting. But hopefully with some of these tips, it can make the whole process a little bit less scary for you. I know that I have a lot of mums who listen in and I'm very, very grateful. So for those mums in particular, if you have been out of the workforce for a while, but you're starting to think, okay, I can see myself looking for some work again, maybe these tips will be helpful for you as well. Fingers crossed. So first things first, before you can even get to the stage of having an interview, there's going to be some back and forth, some communication in terms of you submitting your application or reaching out, your cover letter, your resume, all of that. And so I just want to really stress and highlight now as someone who sits on the other side of the table and often interviews people, It is so important that the communication that is sent through from someone who wants to be employed by you is next level, professional, articulate, well thought out and not rushed, not too casual. So if you are putting out your resume, you are drafting some cover letters or just expressions of interest, take your time. You cannot be thorough 
enough. The more that you go over your email, the more that you proofread it, ask someone else to read it, read it out loud. If there's a spelling error that you're not sure of how to correct, Google it and check. Don't just run with it. I honestly can't tell you the amount of times I've had emails come through from people who are expressing their interest in positions that we have had available or mentioned may be available. And the email is complete shorthand. It's completely rushed. It's unprofessional. There are spelling mistakes. It's all over the show. And that straight away to me is a really big turn off because it's showing, I guess, in my eyes, a bit of a lack of respect in terms of not taking the time to put your best foot forward initially. So before you even get to sit down and have an interview, make sure your written communication is of a very high standard and well thought out and also personalized for that particular role or business. And it's really easy to personalize your written communication. Simply just look at the company that you're hoping to work for and tailor some of the words, throw in some of their keywords, speak their language, just put in effort. I can't stress that enough. When it does come to going to an interview, make sure you give yourself plenty of time way, way, way more time than you think you'll need to get there. And also time just to settle in. There is nothing worse than being late, particularly if there's traffic on the roads or, you know, things do pop up. You might get a flat tire, whatever it is. If you have a lot of buffering time, you're not going to be flustered and you will be able to get into your best headspace, into your best mindset. You can listen to some music on the way that's uplifting or a podcast or go over some of the questions that you might like to ask or the questions that you think you might be asked. Time, time, time. Be early and give yourself space so that you can go to the bathroom, you can have a check of your makeup, you can have a drink of water, you can be composed, you can take some deep breaths. There is nothing worse than feeling like you're flustered and you're rushed and you're not putting your best foot forward when things are within your control. And for the person sitting on the other side of the table, if someone rushes in like a tornado and they're all disheveled and their energy is a bit erratic and they're flustered because they're lost or whatever it might be, it's hard to see them as a prospective employee who is going to be calm and organized and on top of their game. Of course, we all have moments where we're flustered, but in a job interview, you want to show that you're capable and you're in control and you're confident. So do not rush the process of getting there. Adequate time. Also, tip number two is to really focus on your presentation. Now, none of us want to admit that we judge people by how they look. And I'm not saying that we do, but what I am saying is subconsciously, we can make a really quick judgment based on our initial impression. And that initial impression doesn't just come from how someone is dressed. That would be a very um, shallow way to make a judgment of someone, but it's everything that they're bringing to the table. And as someone who interviews people, you are taking this role seriously. And, you know, it's probably more close to my heart because when I'm interviewing people, 
our company is our baby, you know, like it's a big deal to let people into that. And for anyone, even if it's the manager of HR, it's a big deal for them to let you into their network. So they want to feel as though you care and showing up and putting some effort into how you look can show them that you care. It's not the be all and the end all. And like I said, you do not you do not need to go and buy a new outfit. It's just being neat. And I think being slightly overdressed is nice as well. If someone comes in and they're, you know, straight out of the gym and they're in the sweaty gym gear or, you know, they're just a bit all over the show, it can make you feel as though they've just fitted this interview in casually. They haven't made it a priority. And when it comes to employment, you do want the person that you're interviewing to feel as though this job is a priority for them. So think simple, think neat and think presentable and just put a little bit of effort in. And if in doubt, I think it's better to always overdress rather than go too casual. And if you think, oh, you know what? I don't have anything in my wardrobe that's suitable. Pick up the phone and ask your girlfriends. Do you have a blazer I could borrow? Or even heading to your local op shop, you might find just the perfect black jacket that you can put over an existing black dress that you already have. Borrow some nice shoes, whatever you need to do to feel really great. When we're dressed in a way that makes us feel powerful, that comes out, you know, our shoulders go back, our chest opens up, we maintain eye contact. And those things are so important when you're speaking with someone you don't know, when you're speaking with someone you do know they're important. But when you're trying to put your best foot forward, maintaining eye contact, being confident, being presentable, all pays off. Now, next up, be prepared. (laughs) If you know what the position is that you're going for, do some research. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours of research, but go in with some knowledge and some scope of the job that you want and the company that you're hoping to work for or the brand or the business or the person, whatever it is. You can find things out very, very easily because most places have a website and they will have their story online, their about us, their mission statement, who owns it, how they started, what their core beliefs are, what their directions are. Just read through those things so that if the person interviewing you says, what do you know about us? You can come back being informed. You can tell them, well, I know that your business was established in whatever year it was. I know that your core beliefs are X, Y, and Z, and I felt compelled to apply for this job because those core beliefs really align with mine. You need to know something about the position that you're going for. So even reading thoroughly through the position description and familiarizing yourself with the language that the employee, um, the employers have used is helpful because you can then weave that into your interview as well to show them you have heard them, you know what they're looking for and you have that skill set. Literally just spending an hour reading through the website, going onto their social media if they have social media, most companies do these days, reading through their posts, not just their posts, also reading the comments on their posts so that you can get to know who their clients are, who their community is. Arm yourself with knowledge about the business. 
It's really disappointing when you are interviewing someone and they come along and they sit down and you say to them, so what do you know about our business or what do you know about our role? And they say, oh, nothing really. It's kind of a bit like, oh, okay. (laughs) So if you don't know anything, if you haven't spent any time looking at our business, why do you want to work for us? Just be prepared. It doesn't take much to just get some key points and you don't have to know it verbatim, but you do need to know it in my opinion. And the more that you know about the job that you're going for, the more questions you can ask to gain a better insight as to whether or not you are the right candidate, the right fit for this position. I like it when people have questions to ask back because it shows um, interest And it shows that they've thought about the role in the future. So have a couple of questions in mind that you can ask or even some suggestions that you can share. That can be really powerful. Whatever the role is, it could be anything, but the more that you know about it and their brand, their business, the more you can offer. If you've read through some of their comments online or even some of their client testimonials, you will know the pain points of their clients and you can speak about that. You can share that you felt those pain points as well or um, how you can empathize with those pain points and offer clever solutions. Just empower yourself with as much knowledge as possible and don't be afraid to have questions to ask in the interview as well because it does show that you care. I also think it's nice, and I always have done for interviews, taken along a hard copy of my cover letter and my resume in a nice little folder folder that I can leave there for the person doing the interview. Yes, most of the time they already have that information, but it can just be a nice physical touch to hand that over and just for them to have that, I guess, in their hot little hands can help as well. They've got the data. They might have even printed it out themselves to make notes during the interview, but just leaving it with them is nice. If you think that they're interviewing a lot of candidates for that position, I also suggest having a photo on your cover letter as well, just so they can remember who's who. It can help. Um, But yeah, I think it's nice to have a hard copy of your resume. Just on the topic of your resume, Do not sell yourself short, particularly those women who may have been out of the workforce for a while, or if you're trying something brand new, don't sell yourself short, really be an investigator and work out what skills you have that are transferable from your life to the job. Often women will say to me, oh, I want to get back into the workforce, but I've just been a mum for so long and I don't have any skills. Well, that's not true. Anyone who's a mum has skills. You have so many skills. You're doing 20 million things at once. So just really noticing, okay, what skills have I developed over the last few years whilst not being perhaps in full-time employment, but what do I do throughout my life that I can bring into this position? Just don't sell yourself short. You can talk about running a household from ensuring bills are paid on time, ensuring you're out the door, managing appointments, schedules, all of that stuff is transferable into the workplace as well. So just take time to think about the skills that you have learned over the last few years and the qualities that you possess as well. Empathy, self-awareness, compassion, 
um, ability to work under pressure. Every parent develops that skill. And don't be afraid to ask the people in your life what skills you have. Even reaching out for written references can be really comforting as well. It's nice to have them included in your resume, but it's also nice for you to read through too and get a little bit of a boost, a bit of a spring in your step and remind yourself, yes, you know what? I do possess those skills, you know, just because it might've been a while because I've used them in a workplace doesn't mean they're gone. And in fact, I've learned so much since my time from being outside of the workplace that I have all of those skills plus more. I know myself, I enjoy when people include written references in their resumes as well. Might not be for everyone, but it's, you know, just food for thought, I guess. I also think it's important to be very, very gracious throughout the interview, making sure you're using manners, making sure you're articulate, not swearing, not using slang if you can avoid it. You just have to keep in mind that you are asking to come on board and integrate and represent this company, this brand, this business, this position, this person, and they care about this role. So the more that you can show that you care about it, the better. I think it's nice to be bold as well and to open your mouth and say, I really want this position because X, Y, Z. I feel I will be a huge asset to this business because of da, da, da. You know, you you don't want to walk out of an interview and kick yourself or regret not saying something. So take a deep breath and just be courageous and share why you want the role. I have done that in all of my job interviews. I've even gone as far to say, I can guarantee you I will outwork anyone else who has applied for this position. That sort of confidence, the person that's interviewing you will remember. They want someone that's hungry for the job. So that's one of my tips as well. Of course, using your manners, like I said, is a given, but a lot of people forget how important a follow-up email and a thank you email really can be. I've had people say to me, oh, I was going to send a follow-up email, but I didn't want to come across too strong and I didn't want to be annoying. I think it's far more likely that a follow-up email and a thank you for your time and a let me know and keep me in mind email, as long as it's short and sharp, is not going to be annoying. It's going to be remembered. If you finish an interview and then the next day or even that evening, I like to do it on the same day if I'm honest, send an email to them and say, thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure to meet you and learn more about the position. I would love to be considered for this role. If I can answer any further questions or provide any further referees, please don't hesitate to let me know. That sort of stuff looks great. And again, it's just showing that you're proactive and you care and you want the position. And of course, last but not least, it is 2019 and most of us are using some form of social media. Be smart with your social media usage and your privacy settings as well. Of course, most people who are doing interviews will take some time to search for you online and have a little nosy around on your social media accounts, whether they admit it or not. Most of them do. I know I do. And you just want to be mindful of what you're putting out there. Of course, how you use social media is so personal. And 
you know, there is definitely a fair argument for saying it has nothing to do with the job that you're going for, but just be smart what you're putting out there and be mindful of how easy it is to find people online and have a good little nosy as well. So I just wanted to include that because I think it's important and relative in this day and age. That said, I hope you've enjoyed this short, sharp episode of the podcast, just sharing some of my top tips for interviewing. It is a topic that I could really speak about for a long time, but hopefully these few tips will be helpful for you, if not right now, then perhaps in the future. If you did enjoy the episode of the podcast, definitely jump over to my Instagram account, which is at Kylie Camps. Leave me a comment on one of my latest posts or take a screenshot right now of this episode and pop it up on your stories and share with your community and tag me as well. I really, really appreciate it when you do that. Have an amazing day and I will talk with you soon for episode 22. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.